Hey everybody, this is WTW Hall of Famer and Bob Cardona's favorite nephew, John Gravina. And I'm ready to rock and roll all night and part of every day. Only not really, because this newborn's got me really sleep deprived. But that's neither here nor there. It's Christmas time, which historically is the best time to be a toy collector. Whether Christmas morning brought you that shiny new copy of No Mercy, or if you were expecting a Hasbro green card 123 kid but woke up to WCW Jimmy Hart. Either way, you're making memories. That's why I want to thank everybody who donated to the Toy Drive this year, because you helped make memories for over 6,000 less fortunate children. And now before I pass you all back to my good friends Billy, Jake, and Husvar, there's one thing I know we can all agree on this holiday season. That it's not truly Christmas until we see Hans Gruber fall from Nakatomi Plaza. Happy holidays and Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. You're listening to the Major World Order. The following announcement has been paid for by the Major World Order. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Major World Order Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Billy Walter Peck. I am the Jim Johnston of the Turmoil brand, and I am a ring announcer for Omaha, Nebraska's longest-running wrestling organization, PWP Live. And with me is... Husvar, a.k.a. the Major Mark Kid, a.k.a. Handsome Husvar, a.k.a. Heartbreak Husvar, a.k.a. Can you hear me clearly now, Husvar? Because I got new recording equipment, collector of all things movies, <laughs> TV, gaming, pop culture, especially the major wrestling figure podcast merch. I'm also a supporter of the all-ego Ethan Page and the very nice, very evil Dan Housen. We also have with us the big Jake Boski, the Sean Kemp of wrestling figure collecting, the major Mad Hatter. Jake, don't call me Bray Wyatt. Welcome to the latest edition of the Major World Order podcast, where it's just too sweet. That is right. Welcome to the show. Thank you all for being here. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all at Major World Order. We have a pro wrestling tease and a Patreon and a YouTube, all.com slash Major World Order. Uh, so, yes, thank you so much for being here. Welcome to our Christmas episode. Uh, ho- our holiday episode. Happy holidays, everybody. You know, whatever. Um, <laughs> and uh, we got to give a shout out to our our good friend John Gravina for doing this week's intro. Um, great episode that he did uh, good a couple months back. JG. That's right. Um, <laughs> we had a, a great time last week with uh, D Freedom. Um, yeah. What yeah. a extremely fun guy. Uh, yeah. And as everyone knows, super, super knowledgeable. And uh, be on the lookout for his upcoming Hard Foundation podcast. Um, but... Uh, yeah, definitely. You know, very, very excited to be here and uh, looking forward to today's guest. Um, before we get to that, let's go ahead and play the commercial. The only place that you can hear the major merch book commercial from Justin Walsh and Eamon Merrigan. Have you ever realized how long it's been since you've had a good night's sleep? Do you toss and turn at night? 
Wondering what's missing? What is that hole in my life? Well, I have the answer for you. And it's not a mattress in a box. It's the Major Merch Book, coming soon. Scratch that major itch. So, a little spoiler alert about yeah. that. I, I, I noticed uh, a little something in our group chat earlier. Uh, I think Husfar might, or it might have been you, Billy. I don't know. One of you screenshotted I it. it. Okay, yeah, it was you. So, yeah, it looks like uh, when the ball drops for 2022, I guess that's going to be the release date for, or the release time, I guess, for the major merch book. So, um, I'm so excited. I'm, yeah. an, I'm an old man and I go to bed at like 8 30. So, <laughs> who's going to order it for yeah, you? Yeah, who's going to buy it for me? <laughs> <laughs> um, I did get a little bit of information from the major mark himself, Justin Walsh. He said that the book has been sent to the printer. 120 pages of wall to wall content that has greatly advanced far beyond what they set out to do oh, wow. so this is uh it's going to be a, a big deal and oh, yeah. um can't wait to see this thing in hands and i'm gonna need some major wrestling figure podcast reading glasses because <laughs> because you're an old man hell yeah yeah, yeah i'm <laughs> gonna need my, my two to three copies of uh of book, so. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so um without further ado Let's go ahead and bring on our very special guest, David C. Anderson. What's up, guys? It's me. It's What's me. Up? It's the Commissioner David C. Anderson, that is. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining. Yep. It's, um, you know, we're, we're, we're trucking along, getting, getting as many people on as we can, you know, one week at a time. And, you know, we're only around, you know, between 50 and 60 weeks in. Um, but like it, some sometimes it feels like we've taken far too long to get a person on, and you are one of those people that we wanted on like from the very very start. Yes. Um, and you know it just I don't know you know gets gets pushed along, and you know we had uh you know son of Kamish Owen Anderson on as one of our very early episodes, and mm -hmm. and I, I think it's kind of worked out um, because you know we got a. Uh, have you on as as the first guest for for Jake and Mike's um, you know in your house where they explored your toy room, which was excellent. Incredible. Um, <laughs> Thank you. And uh, and now we get to have you as part of our uh, Christmas celebration. So um, again, very happy to and grateful to have you here with us. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, thank you. My pleasure. And if you can see behind me, uh, this past weekend I completely redid the. Uh, the toy room. I, I took out all of the the uh, spice rack shelves, stand things, whatever, because I just I am to a point where I'm kind of running out of real estate, and I don't really like the way that things look on them. And so right. I just blocked off my Saturday and literally spent my whole day down here in the toy room and and got everything uh, rearranged just the way I like. And I got my uh, WCW original San Francisco toy makers there front and center. Uh, some of the heavy hitters there on the uh, on the main line there, so that you can see uh, as for those that are, are watching on on video and and maybe some other projects down the line where that will be the the main background that folks will see. Uh, of course, in addition to to all of this. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. Um, and, and we'll dare I say it looks way cleaner than Jake's uh, setup. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> All right. 
<laughs> Why don't you rewrite that joke, jackass? No, right, it's so. true. It looks way cleaner than Jake's. <laughs> well, that's because I don't have any lights on. But anyway, <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. So let's go ahead and get into the interview again. David, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate you taking the time out today to, to hang out with us. And, uh, and we can finally let all the major marks know what DCA is all about. So um, let, let's just get right into it. Um, let's talk about your first introduction into wrestling. Um, um, what, how did that come about? Yeah. Um, you know, for me, a uh, child of the eighties and, you know, one day was just flipping around the channels. This was probably mm, late 1987, early 1988 and just flipping around the channels on a Saturday morning and came across the superstars of wrestling and, just kind of stopped as I was flipping through the channels and, you know, lived in a, in a rural area. So I didn't have cable television and didn't have, I guess at the time, dozens of channels. Now we have access to hundreds. I had three, maybe four channels. So my, my viewing options were, were pretty limited, mm-hmm. but as I was going through and, and flipping through the channels and, and came across the superstars of wrestling, I immediately stopped because I had heard some kids at school talking about, you know, this pro wrestling thing. And I saw this guy, on TV that I heard some of the kids in school talking about his name was Hulk Hogan. And apparently it was rare to get to see Hulk Hogan on TV back in the day, because as all know, uh, back in the day, it was an arena driven business and they used the television to use as basically an infomercial or commercial to get you to go out and see uh, the superstars when they come to your town. And immediately I was just, I was hooked. I was mesmerized and you know, this, big dude with you know charisma and jacked and muscles and, and the rap and everything and i was i was just hooked and you know i would i never really i guess been obsessed about anything you know as a seven or eight year old you know i liked he-man and thundercats and knight rider and dukes of hazard you know all those staples oh, yeah. of, of yeah. the childhood you know from the 80s but was never really, I, I guess, I would say obsessed with, with any of those. But as soon as I discovered professional wrestling, specifically the World Wrestling Federation, I mean, that that was it. Yeah, that's, that's an amazing story. Uh, it just really highlights how much of an impact that was to you as a child. And I mean, like, and how, how far it's gone into today now, you know, um, it's just an amazing, I mean, for a lot of us, you know, Hulk Hogan, Macho Man, Ultimate Warrior, those were the guys that really brought a lot of us into into the world of, you know, collecting or just wrestling in general, um, you know. But um, as far as, um, you know, let's, let's talk about some of your childhood toys. Now, um, it, you said you got into it about 87, 88 right there. So, you know, that definitely would have been like LJN era. Now, did you have any LJNs as a child? Yeah, I, I had a few. Um you know, where I grew up uh, again, you know, grew up in, in a rural area and you know, our family, we didn't have a lot of money. So, you know, I, I wasn't one of the kids that had one of everything. And so for me, I was very selective about the things that I did ask for just right. because, you know, I, as a young child, you, you kind of get, you know, where you're at and whatnot. Yeah. But, um, so the the first wrestling figure that I I ever got was the LJN Junkyard Dog. I was with mm-hmm. my mom and we were out in in Billy's neck of the woods. We we're out in the Council Bluffs, Omaha area, and uh, had to go to the Mall of the Bluffs. And Billy, is the Mall of the Bluffs even still around anymore? Nope. Okay. <laughs> so, I, I heard Rory Fox was born in the Mall of the Bluffs. 
<laughs> I don't know if that's true. Yeah. Maybe maybe it was just in a buffalo or something. I don't know. Yeah, that wrong side of the state, but I, I, I get where you're going. But uh, no, we were we were out of them all the bluffs and, and got to go to KB Toys and I missed I, that KB Toys. Yeah, I had I had you know money from something I don't even remember. Uh, but this was I just I it was March of '89. I remember and yeah. I. You know, walked into KB Toys like, oh, I, I'm going to get the Hulk Hogan LJN. And I walked right. into KB Toys and they didn't have the Hulk Hogan LJN. Right. And I remember being so disappointed. Right. It's like, oh, I, I just want the Hulk Hogan LJN. And, and my mom was like, well, they don't have that. So you have to pick something else. And, yeah. and I I vaguely remember the experience and remember that they didn't have a lot of LGNs left. They had some, but yeah. I, I remember of what I could choose from yeah. junkyard dog was my, was my best option. And so yeah. uh, I went home with, with junkyard dog that day. And I ultimately ended up, I got junkyard dog. And then, you know, later that year I ended up getting the white shirt, uh, LJN Hogan, which oh, wow. now is, you know, worth crazy money yeah, uh, yeah, yeah but ended up getting that you know ordering that through um through the the wrestling ring or whatever the the toy company yeah out east was um and so those those were the two lgns that i had as a kid wow that's that's pretty incredible um now i i never actually i just received my very first ljn today actually wow. uh andrew sent it to me for one of my christmas presents so thank you and it's a it's a the uh, yellow and red Hogan LJN, but uh, yeah, it's really cool. I mean, it, like I never saw him when I was a kid really, you know, uh, I mo- mostly, you know, just had Hasbro's, but uh, you know, having this one now, it's just like, it's pretty damn cool. And uh, you know, it's just so much bigger too. And, you know, you, you can really let your imagination go crazy with those for sure. So, yes. um, you know, definitely, definitely awesome. Now, um, now obviously, can you, uh, I was going to ask real quick. Can you imagine being like a little kid and holding one of those Jake now? now right. Yeah. It'd be like half, half your size. You know? <laughs> yeah. it's, like, it's like a, it's like a wrestling buddy pretty much. But, That's funny. Uh, yeah. Heavier though. Um, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So, um, you know, so you got your first LJN 89. So, you know, you were right there for the, for the intro to Hasbro. So I'm assuming you got some Hasbro's, um, you know, shortly thereafter. So uh, let's, and probably from the, that KB toy store, um, you know, cause I know, I know quite a few of us have, have been to, to KB, you know, when we were kids. So uh, what, what were some of the first Hasbro's that you had? Yeah. Well, funny enough, uh, I got my first Hasbro, which was series one, big boss man. Okay. And I got the Hasbro ring from the Target at the oh, Mall of the Bluffs there yeah. in Council Bluffs. Wait, so and hold on. Target was back in 1990? Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't even realize that. Well, I just, I mean, well, there there was no Target around from where I, I was from West Virginia. Did it like okay. go away for a while or something? Like We uh, never had one by us. Yeah, we never I, had one either. Until I, I, never, I never saw a Target till like 95 or 96. Look at the small first town Iowa it. having Target before <laughs> anyone else. You guys are like, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Maybe it was more of like a, more of like the West side of the United States thing, you know, because we didn't have any, you know, here yeah. in Connecticut, we didn't have any huh. until like, like mid 2000s, I'd say. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. And now Peter- this, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Sorry. 
I'll just say Kyle Pearson would be a good person to to talk about that, obviously, with what he does yeah. for a living and just being very in tune with sure. uh, the retail side of things. But, yeah, I, I mean, we had Target when I was a kid, uh, not obviously in the town I lived. In. I either had to drive where we lived. You know, we lived basically kind of halfway between the Omaha area and the Des Moines area. So it was either. You know, you're either going to go to Des Moines or you're going to go to Omaha. So uh, more times than not, for whatever reason, I think we just ended up in the Omaha area. So um, and my target experience was limited to the one, you know, there at uh, in Council Bluffs. But, yeah, I I know that obviously Target being based in Minneapolis, you know, I I don't know if when they started that it was more of a Midwest thing and they just kind of expanded east and west. I'm not sure. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I've we've had Target as you know, as, as long as I can remember. Wow. So yeah. funny story about that is, you know, growing up and Billy, I don't know what your exposure was to this. Like the first time I went to a Walmart was probably like 93 because in the rural areas before, you know, Sam Walton and his, you know, later to his family basically, you know, took Walmart globally and, and expanded all across the United States. There weren't walmarts like there are today you know mm-hmm. back in the day it was right. kmart and pomida yeah. and shopco and, mm-hmm. and some of those type mm-hmm. you know discount stores or i mean not even big box stores whatever you want to yeah. call them yeah kmart so, was the big one here yeah anyway yeah yeah, yeah basically what Kmart was the equivalent to what Walmart is now. So, right. you know, when you're in more of the the rural areas um, that that have a, a population center, if you will, nine times out of ten now they have a Walmart. Well, thirty years ago they didn't have a Walmart mm-hmm. around here. They had a Kmart or a right. Walmart or something like that. Yeah, we had um, Bradley's and Caldor by me. Like uh, the Walmart, the my Walmart now used to be um, Bradley's. Okay, and uh, yeah, we didn't get Walmart until. Yeah, it had to have been like around the same time as Target, like early, you know, like 2000s. It's it's mind blowing now to think about because they're everywhere, you know? Right. Yep. Yeah. I actually, I, I think I saw something on the news this morning. They like yesterday, they closed the last Kmart in California. Mm-hmm. Oh, I wow. Believe, wow. Believe, so. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty nuts. But uh, okay, so let's go back to 1990 Target. Little DCA. <laughs> He's got his little, his little, you know, his little shopping cart. He's, he's going down. The I'm a commissioner. <laughs> yeah. Well, one day I'm going to grow up and be the commissioner, the major wrestling figure podcast. Commissioner. So, um, dream I big. like I the like way that sound. sounds. Dream big, kids. Dream big. <laughs> <Hell yeah. laughs> so, so they, they had the Hasbro ring and mm-hmm. you, you picked that up. So, yep. um, so that target definitely had more than the targets in Vegas. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> You know, when you when you look back on it, uh, and again, you know, I didn't do a lot of figure shopping as a kid, but sure. the the times that I did, I mean, I n- never recalled going to a Kmart, a Target, you know, uh, uh, service merchandise, you know, whatever random store I was in. I mean, they service merchandise. Had. Oh my yeah. god, I forgot about that. You just ignited something in my brain. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, any of those stores you would walk in and there there would always be stock. Now, it, it may not be anything that you were really looking for, but they right. or KB or whatever, they they always had stock. So, yeah. you know, I, I ended up getting I got the ring and I got boss man, which I don't, I don't remember like whatever. I think the ring was I think the ring was like 10 or 15 dollars and the figures were like five bucks. So I'm, I'm guessing I must have had just enough. I could have gotten two figures 
or the ring. And I remember I didn't have the LJN ring and I really wanted the Hasbro ring. So I shelled out, I got the Hasbro ring and I got big boss man. And that was in the fall, you know, Christmas was a month or two later. And I remember for that Christmas, like I got Hogan, I got warrior, I got Jake, I got, um, somebody, I don't remember somebody else. So I had, you know, kind of my own little stable. And then from there, it it just kind of grew. So, you know, I ended up, I ended up with a decent amount of series one and then, you know, into series two. And again, going back to that target, like I remember buying, you know, macho man and macho King and uh, the second million dollar man. And, you know, all in through my Hasbro collecting as a kid, you know, so I was, I was collecting Hasbro's probably from, you know, 90 to 93 ish, you know, so I was 10 to 13, you know, I probably had about a third of the set. Um, you know, I I didn't have basically I don't remember buying anything really past series five or six. Yeah, uh, I think probably that series that had like Tatanka and Ric Flair mm-hmm. as series five or six was was pretty yeah. much where I, you know, I still loved wrestling and I still watched yeah. wrestling, but just kind of got to the point where, you know, all these figures are cool, but. You know, I, I kind of got out of it from a collecting standpoint. You know, I ended up sure. like giving it to my brother because my brother right. was eight years younger than me. So he was okay. you know, prime age for it. And so yeah. he kind of picked that up from there and 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 took over from there. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Um, now, I, I did hear earlier you said you were into like Thundercats and yeah. Knight Rider, yeah. uh, Dukes of Hazard, which, uh, you know, I was, um, you know, these guys know I'm a, I'm a huge car buff. So, you know, Kit and the General Lee were always my favorite. And he was born and, in the Thunder boy. Tank. Yeah, what's that? And the Thunder Tank too? Well, I didn't. I, I didn't watch Thundercats. I I never saw that oh. when I was a kid. But yeah, but uh, but did you have some of those toys? You know, from like some of the cartoons and shows you watched as well? Yeah, I had a lot more. Well, the toys were much more limited, I guess. Sure. You know, because obviously the wrestling, they they pretty much released one of everybody, both from you know LJN and Hasbro. And again, they didn't hit everybody, but they got most right. people. They whereas, got a good chunk of them. Yeah, with with these cartoon lines. The, shows it's a very it's more narrow uh, line of characters if you will so yeah yeah, i mean i had i mean i had the uh the talking kit car uh that came with the the michael knight action figure i had that i actually had the knight rider big wheel so you remember the the, oh man plastic you know tricycle big wheel things yeah i got that for christmas oh that's probably like my third or fourth you know when i was three or four years old and the wheels on those are made of of plastic and I rode that big wheel so much that the, the, the wheels, the tires, they're made of plastic. When you ride them on concrete, what's going to happen? They're going to start to wear and get holes. I literally rode that thing until the wheels disintegrated. And, <laughs> you know, it's, and I don't even know back then if you could buy extra wheels, if you could buy new wheels. I mean, right. I, I don't know. I mean, I was four, I was five. I don't know. But right. I remember. I was just crushed when I basically couldn't play with it anymore. I couldn't you write it anymore retire. because <laughs> I had to retire it. And I like, I remember begging my mom. I was like, you know, can we, can we do this? Can we do, you know, can yeah. we find new wheels? And, yeah. you know, for whatever reason, it just, it never came to me, but I just, I like, I remember I, I treated it like it was a car. Like I yeah. would wash it and I would take care and clean, <laughs> clean, keep it clean and That's park awesome. it. And yeah, yeah. I mean, it, yeah. So, uh, you know, Knight Rider was my jam and, and oh, I yeah. had, I had uh, a lot of the, the He-Man figures. I had, I got Castle Grace call one year for, for Christmas. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, I remember waking up and, and that, you know, being kind of under the tree and had a lot of the figures, Thundercats, 
I had some of the Thundercats. I had the Thunder Tank. Um, okay. My cousin actually had the Thundercats Lair. So oh, it was wow. always, yeah, it was always a big deal to get to go to his house because he had the Thundercats Lair and the Thunder Tank. So yeah, yep, oh, right there. Man. Yep. That's wow, that's right pretty there. cool. The night Dude, Rider. I remember big wheel. That. Yeah. Wow. Oh my god. Yep. That's it. Damn. That's that thing's awesome. badass nowadays. Yeah. Did you make one. it like uh did you used to do the uh Mr. Feeney voice and try to make him uh <laughs> like make him talk? You know, be like Oh yeah, hey. I mean yeah, that <laughs> Hello, and I was <laughs> You know, when I was when I was a little kid, you know, it was just me. So again, yeah. my, my brother and I were eight years apart. So when right. I was three and four years old, I you know I I didn't have anybody. I didn't have any siblings or sure. any cousins around. So I, I had to have a good imagination because yeah. you know really it was it was just me. So, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I mean of course, uh, you know you would and I was you know I was Michael and you know out you know riding around and we lived we lived you know like I said out in a rural area. So we had you know. A lot of land and could just you know ride around the yard it was nice and flat so i don't have to worry about the hills oh, and so cool. things nice. like oh man it was, it was the best yeah. it was the best damn that's so awesome yeah. uh so um so you you, you kind of got out of collecting you know um wrestling figures around 93 there um you know towards the uh later part of the hasbros i'd say you know um but um you know then you know everybody knows that you know they lost the license and, uh, you know, Jack's took over and, you know, all that. So, um, now did you continue to watch wrestling, you know, throughout this whole time or did you ever take a break from it or you were just, yeah, no, I'm, I'm the crazy psycho wrestling fan. Um, (laughs) cause again, when I, when I got hooked, I got hooked and, you know, back in the the late 80s you know wrestling was very popular and so sure. every you know everybody when you're a kid either was really into it or was casually into it but everybody knew what was going on well right i'm the guy that when wrestling kind of stopped being cool and people stopped following like i i never gave it up yeah. and at, at times like it was just me yeah excuse me you know during some of those lean years like 93 94 95 i mean i i can remember not having many if any people to talk to about wrestling but i I mean i didn't care i i loved it and i watched i watched wwf i watched wcw i i watched them both i loved them both i I just loved wrestling and i yeah i because almost every person that we've had on has had that that break break, break. even if it was like a year or you know, whatever, like yeah. almost everyone has. Yeah. Well, I guess, I guess for me, my break was like 2019 ish into 2020. Uh, so 30 some years in, I was like, <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Maybe I'm going to uh, take a little bit of a step back, but yeah. no, I, I was there through the lean years. You know, I, right. I survived the Lex express and oh, yeah. you know, <laughs> the, the four doinks at survivor series right. and all of that stuff. So yeah. when everybody it's, came back in 96, 97, 98, it's like, Oh, okay. So we're fair yeah. weather here because right. I was here by myself and everybody was coming back. Oh, I love wrestling. And, yeah. and yeah, so really I <laughs> no, And I would say, okay, well, who's the main event of WrestleMania 11? Uh, Hulk Hogan. Mm-hmm. Stop. Nope. Just, you know, <laughs> so. Still and, here. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. And, and you know, it was, it was one of those deals where, you know, I, went to kind of a smaller school, you know, I, I, there were, I graduated with a class of like 49 people. We started with 61 graduated 49. So you can kind of do the math. Um, but you know, very small high school, I think maybe 
250, 300 people total yeah. in, in the whole high school. Yeah. And so when, when you're the, the, the guy that likes wrestling, um, you're not always like the most, you're not going to win Mr. Popularity, but right. I, yeah, I, I was fine. And yeah, I mean, like, especially like when I was a freshman, there were juniors and seniors. Oh, you're the wrestling nerd. You're the wrestling door. Right. Yeah, I, I wore wrestling shirts. And, and that was probably in your uh, yearbook. David C. Anderson, yeah. still real to me. <laughs> uh, luckily, that was. Yeah, but the jokes on them, though, those wrestling shirts nowadays, dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and those so, were some of the best shirts too. Like yeah. especially the, like the all over print ones. Yeah. Like I remember that Razor Ramon one that they yeah. kind of tried to redo. You know all that. Yeah, yeah. No, I had I had the Bret Hart one, and I wore it to oh, school. Yeah. And you know, oh, yeah. when you're a dude and you wear a like a shirt with pink stuff on it to school back in the nineties, <laughs> like dude, what, yeah. what's wrong with you? Like I just, I love wrestling and yeah. and yeah. So he's either about, really weird or really crazy. <laughs> yeah, a little both. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you talk about the sort of yearbook. So like, you know, superlatives, so everybody's, you know, you know, most popular or most yeah. whatever, you know, mine was, you know, most likely to work for the world wrestling federation. Oh, that, oh wow. That was mine. Well, didn't quite get there and, and that's okay. Um, you know, I'll, I'll settle for the major wrestling figure podcast, sure. yeah. but, uh, <laughs> but no, yeah, I just, uh, and I never, like, I remember one time my mom asked her, she's like, well, you know, are you, are you tired of people making fun of you? And it, she always thought like this, re- like, ah, oh, this wrestling thing, he'll, you know, he'll grow he'll out of it. It's over, just, yeah. it's a it's phase. A phase. Yeah. He'll grow out of it. Well, no, I, I never did. And I remember one day, you know, she asked, she's like, are, are you sick of these people you know, like making fun of you? And I'm like, no, like I, I don't care. She's like, well, it doesn't bother you. I'm like, not really. Cause I just, it, it is what it is. I mean, yeah, because you're being true to yourself right. and you're doing what, what you, you love. love. Right. And these guys, I mean, realistically, let's just be honest. They're, they're more than likely just jealous, you know, because they don't, they don't have a life or they don't have a passion. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you do. And you know, they're afraid to, you know, be who they truly are. So, I mean, kudos to you for sticking mm-hmm. in and, you know, just, doing what you love man that's that's awesome yeah no i i wore i wore the the being the wrestling fan as like a badge of honor yeah. uh even when it wasn't cool to be that guy like i yeah. i never ducked wrestling i never left wrestling it was that was the thing that you know as as a kid it, it kind of defined me and i was okay with that yeah. so uh, you you said that um your mom you know would ask you like are you sure it's just something you still want to be part of and stuff like um does she uh, know that you travel, you know, the country for it and all that? And yeah, um, so she passed away uh, about eight years ago. So well, really, before the whole like major wrestling figure yeah. podcast thing took off. But no, she um, she never she didn't like wrestling. She um, didn't understand why anyone would watch it. Um, just but never never um discouraged me or dissuaded me from enjoying it and liking it no, and, that's, and really that's good and did encourage me that you know like look if, if this is love and this is what you enjoy then then you know go go watch it and and you know took me to you know the video store umpteen times whenever there was a new you know coliseum video Back there, tell me that uh, wasn't hey. the best when you'd walk into like Blockbuster <laughs> and there would just be a row of like WWF right. Coliseum videos. Yeah. Like, oh my god! Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I used to love. Yeah, that. I mean, like I was, I was the guy that you know on Friday or Saturday nights when you know teenagers are out doing teenage things. Now I'm, I'm sitting home watching 
you know, SummerSlam 94 for the 76th time. Because <laughs> I, just, I really like the cage match between Bret Hart and Owen Hart. And, yeah, but, you're right. You know, I, still, yeah. you know, I still had friends and still went out and did yeah. things. But, I mean, for me, wrestling was, was my priority. Was priority. Yeah. Yep, that was my priority. I love that. That's that's yeah. so cool. So kind of going on from, from that, so you, you, you grow up and, uh, you know, have to get a real job and, and do all of that, that stuff. And then, uh, you know, obviously, you know, um, you got married and, you know, have some, have some wonderful children and, uh, which by the way, I mean, Owen is such a pleasure to be around. I mean, uh, we've all got to know him very well and, uh, you know, definitely consider him a, do. definitely consider him a, a good friend and, and he, he's a, he's a fine young man and, uh, we're definitely looking forward yeah. to seeing what he does with his future. Um, yeah, but, uh, you know, so, you know, like I said, you, you grow up and, you know, you, you're, you're living your life and all that. And then, uh, you know, when did you get introduced to Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins? Oh boy. So I got introduced to them, you know, basically through WWE television, uh, you know, when they signed and, and came up to the main roster and, you know, started as the majors. And I mean, quite frankly, I didn't know who they were, um, but you know, just watch them, you know, progress through their career. And cause again, in, in 2006, 2007, you know, I'm, I'm still a fan and watching the TV every week and, you know, uh, basically, once they kind of broke up and went singles way, and and you know, Zack Ryder had kind of started to branch out on his own and done the one legged tights thing, and yeah. you know, was the woo 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 guy. I'm like, yeah, there's there's something to this guy, and right. you know, he's he's got something. And then really, it was you know, 2011, I guess, is you know, he started the the YouTube channel yeah. and uh, Z True Long Island Story and. You know, I, I just, it was entertaining and I just, yeah. I, I, I loved it. And I remember I was, I was at WrestleMania in Atlanta that year and I was, you know, with my best friend and, and, you know, he's flying in from Charlotte and I'm flying in from Des Moines and, you know, we meet at the airport and I look at him, oh, hey, it's, it's noon. I gotta, I gotta watch this YouTube channel. Yeah. He's like, what? I'm like, yeah, Zach Ryder, he started his own YouTube channel. I think the episodes dropped every Friday at noon or something like that. And mm-hmm. he's like, what, what are you talking? I was like, yeah. just just let's get in the in the cab or whatever and we'll yeah. we'll watch it and uh, you know yeah. we're like we're, we're on my iphone and you know we're streaming this youtube thing and you know he was a wrestling fan obviously knew who zach Ryder was but he had no yeah. clue that you know he had a youtube channel or anything like that right. and it's like oh this is it's kind of entertaining and like and, yeah. yeah but at this point you know he had he had, had a handful of episodes i mean he wasn't sure. real deep into the run yet. He was like well hey you know yeah. go back and watch and yeah you know basically just kind of you know guerrilla marketing i hooked him and then he told a friend and then he told another yeah. friend from the friend group and you know before you know my friend group who are all you know diehard you know jim crockett promotions nwa wcw guys are yeah we we like the zach Ryder guy and yeah. so nice. you know, from there the kind of the the rest is history right 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 no that's awesome so um you know fast forward a, a few years later um everybody knows you know uh matt and brian started the major wrestling figure podcast now um you're also known as the loose cannon and there's a reason <laughs> for that um so let's kind of tie both of those in together with with how you got introduced to the major wrestling figure podcast and the the myth or the uh legacy however you want to put it of of the uh the loose cannon got started yeah no i so i got introduced to the podcast just because i i followed zach Ryder on twitter and he had kind of sent out these kind of cryptic tweets and i remember one of them was 
like MWFP and then, you know, the, the infamous should Kurt Hawkins and I start a, yeah. you know, wrestling figure podcast. You know, he just, he had shared that, you know, I, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago. And yeah. I went back and through my tweets, like, oh yeah, I, okay. I remember this. You know, good they thing are, I, yeah. I voted yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So I, you know, and I just, um, loved wrestling figures and and really wasn't collecting much at the time um you know if i saw something like oh this is kind of cool you know maybe i'll pick this one up but by no means was not an avid active collector but certainly whenever i'd go to the store i I would check and so just being a fan of of zach Ryder and and of kurt hawkins that hey okay there's this new excuse me there's this new podcast about wrestling figures yeah Mm -hmm. you know I'll, i'll give it a i'll give it a shot and uh, just started listening to the podcast, and it really kind of got those nostalgia feelings going and yeah. um, had, had kind of played hokey pokey with putting a, a Hasbro collection together. I had hmm. I'd kind of started and kind of stopped and then kind of yeah. started and kind of stopped. And basically, once they started the podcast, that pretty much kicked my you know, my collecting senses, if you will, into overdrive. I was like, okay, well, I, I got to finish this. Yeah. And so in my quest to finish my Hasbro collection, I got some green card Hasbros just, and that was just kind of at the end, you know, I'd pretty much gotten yeah. all the, the previous series and got down to the green cards and, and got a good deal on, uh, I think it was the smoking guns and oh, wow. just got a good, I mean, they were on car. I mean, they were on card, but they they weren't mint condition by sure. by Andy Stretch. But you know they were on card Hasbro's. I got them for sure. a good deal, and I was like, oh, you know this because I'm I'm a obviously you can see I'm I'm a loose collector. I'm gonna open these anyway. Well, I might as well just film this just for nothing else <laughs> because I I like the reaction um, yeah. because people just they <laughs> lose like, no yeah. right they do the home alone face yeah so I just I yeah. I filmed it and I was like well. I'll, you know, I'll tag these guys in it just because yeah. I they'll get a kick out of it, and <laughs> sure. if they you know retweet it or share it or whatever, you know it'll right. it'll get some traction. Well, absolutely, they did, yeah. and I got on their radar, and you know yeah. it definitely got traction. And I remember I was you know the next week I was you know this was before Patreon. We had to actually wait till Friday to listen to right, the episode. Right, I was. Right. Driving somewhere, um, either. Damn, online. I forgot about that. That's yeah. So long ago. <laughs> yeah, we had to wait to. Yeah, I was, yeah. Like, ah. <laughs> I, I was out. I don't think I was on lunch or something. Just kind of driving around. I had the pot on, and they yeah. they talked about it, and I just I just laughed. It's like, oh, yeah. geez, this is. But then from there, that's just kind of you know that yeah. was that was kind of that's our how the door opened. For, yeah, it was kind of there. our introduction to each other, and right. you know I think. You know, Matt was the one that reached out and was like, dude, you're crazy. And like, oh, <laughs> yeah, I know. And, you know, they just they kind of put it over. And, you know, from there, we just kind of uh, struck up a conversation through, you know, through Instagram DMs. And, uh, yeah. you know, from there, the uh, I guess the rest is history. Yeah. So, um, you know, yeah, kind of just moving, moving right along into it. Um, you know, obviously, everyone knows you are the commissioner for the Major Wrestling Figure podcast. And the and let's just talk a little bit about the reasoning for it. I mean, the, the podcast is, has grown. I mean, the Facebook group is it's an amazing place to be. I mean, there's so so much that you can get out of it. I mean, not not just wrestling figures, but you can literally build friendships. And me, I mean, perfect example. You know, us three, and then you know, of course, Mike Lapuma and myself. We've become the best of friends. You know, and you know, it's literally all because of this podcast. You know, I mean. And if it wasn't for that, I'd never 
never would have met any anybody. But uh, you know, unfortunately, you know, every now and then there's a there's a few bad weeds, um, you know, and and it kind of ruins the landscape, so to speak. So um, you know, you, you kind of got to police that a little bit, and I'm sure it's tough to you know, a, you know, be the quote unquote bad guy sometimes. You know, um, I mean, sometimes you got to put your no, <laughs> but. Uh, but let's just uh, you know talk about some of the responsibilities and duties that you have to do, and you know not you know I'm not asking you to get into detail with with certain things or anything like that, but just uh, you know just some of the some of the uh, things that you have to do for the for the major wrestling your podcast. Yeah, no, that's that's a fair question, and I'll I'll actually I'll I'll share a story with you that I've I've never shared with anyone. All right. So this this is an MWO exclusive breaking like, news. Whoa. <laughs> I look. I haven't even told the guys about this. Whoa, so, baby! So this is this is good. So, okay. so October, well, September, October, twenty twenty, right? So last mm-hmm. year, uh, Mark put something in the Facebook group that hey, you know, the pod's growing and we need help. So they were yeah. they were essentially hiring for two positions. They were hiring for the social media, yeah. and they were hiring for someone to kind of come in and, and help manage the Facebook sure. group. And I had I applied for both. Because I, you know, I just, I wanted an opportunity to be on the team. You know, I had, I had hosted Live 4 in Chicago. Um, we we kind of glossed over that. But, I mean, that was yeah. really the first time of us, you know, kind of yeah. working together. But, and then obviously the pandemic happened. So, right. I applied for both of, of the roles. Well, like a month goes by, don't hear anything, don't hear anything. And then one day on the pod, it's announced that D Freedom is the first employee and has been hired for the social media. Yeah. I was hot. I was, hot. I was like, are you freaking? I didn't say freaking. I'm like, uh-huh. are you freaking oh. kidding me? Like, I didn't even get like a courtesy, like, Hey type thing. And again, not that I th- thought I was entitled to anything or right. but I just figured they'd at least let me know. Hey, we went. Well, with cause at that point so. you're already, Working with them in a sense. Yeah. I mean, we, yes, in a sense, I had hosted Life War in Chicago. I mean, I you had, know, that's, it's a big yeah. gig. No, you know, yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. Big deal. And then, and then, you know, tape the stuff for them for Life 5. So again, ha- ha- look, l- let me be very clear. Did not have any um, misconception or didn't think I was entitled to anything. Right. But when I find out <laughs> on the podcast that they hired D Freedom, I was like, oh, okay. Cool. And I was hot and I, right. <laughs> like, I was hot for about a day and I'm like, okay. And not like, I wasn't mad at yeah, No, at Dylan, right. you know, good for him. Right. You know, yeah, I was course. just like, I think I was just more disappointed than anything sure, yeah. else. And, you know, literally like I, I had just gotten over the, I guess, disappointment. And then I got a message from Mark. Hey, uh, can I call you? I want to talk to you about something. Okay. And then Mark called me and said, Hey, um, you know, we hired D Freedom to do the social media, but we'd really like to to talk to you about doing the Facebook group. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we kind of talked through and and yeah. talked through what they needed and mm-hmm. and some of the the roles and responsibilities, and you know, basically asked me, you know, is is that something that you're interested in? And of course, yeah. you know, absolutely, um, right. definitely. I mean, it was a no brainer. I mean, sure. look, I, I I told him, yeah, you know, give me a day or so to kind of mull it over, like. Please, if he had put a gun in my head, I need an answer right now. Of course, I mean the yeah. answer is of course. Right. Um, but 
you know, really the, the first thing that I was charged with was having to legitimately clean up the Facebook group because oh, yeah. they, it had just gotten so big. And, right. you know, Mark at the, you know, at the time was starting to get more involved in he was, wrestling. He was seeing symptoms of book two gooditis. But wasn't full blown. He had yeah. stage one. Stage one. But he was, I mean, he was super busy and, you know, he yeah. was doing stuff for Impact and doing stuff for AEW. Sure. And so, you know, basically the, the first project was, okay, we basically have to figure out who's here and shouldn't be and, and who's here sure. and should be. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I come from a corporate, corporate background. Okay. No problem. You know, yeah. They basically said, you know, if you could have this done within a month, that would be great. I think I had done like three or four days. Yeah. There was, oh, okay. And then from there it was, okay, you know, now that we have the group cleaned up and those that are here that should be and those that aren't, aren't cool. And, you know, basically came in and built a system from scratch of, you know, how we track that. And and so that's, you know, obviously one of the main responsibilities is, you know, making sure that, you know, people that are there should be and people that aren't, aren't. And, uh, you know, again, the the group has, has grown exponentially in the last 14, 15 months, you know, that I've, you know, been asked to come on and and help, you know, um, control and, and look after some of that. So, uh, you know, Matt always says you everything but you know i i think we as as admins you know mark matt brian myself you know we do a, a pretty good job of, of making sure that things don't do crazy and yeah. you know any, anytime you know something does you know unfortunately mm-hmm. bubble up or whatnot you know what i always what i always call it is it's it's the two percent rule i mean at any time in any situation you know there's there's always going to be two percent of the people out there that mm-hmm. that just want to be We'll, we'll want to see the world burn. Yes. Yeah. They just, they want to be <laughs> difficult and yeah. you know, it is what it is. And you just, sure. you know, my thing is I just, I, I treat everyone how I'd want to be treated. And so, yeah. you know, I now look, that doesn't mean that I'm perfect. That doesn't mean that I always handle things the right way, but I just have the opinion that I just try to treat, you know, people the way that I want to be treated. And I try to treat everyone with respect and, and nine times out of 10 or eight times out of 10, you know, that usually works. And, sure. you know, there's, there's always those one or two people that want to mother F you on the way out. And that, that's, <laughs> that's their prerogative. Yeah. I mean, that's, right. that's fine. I, I still sleep well at night. Yep. <laughs> have you, have you really gotten that? Like, like you've had to keep oh, people on. Yeah, They've course. Wow. Yeah. Very, very few and far between. Very yeah. few and far between. I've, um, yeah. Jeez. <laughs> Yeah, and look, it. I can't yeah. imagine. It, it is what it is. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's it's people who knew they were in the wrong and yeah, they're sour and they want right. to get in their last licks before they're out. And yeah. it's like, okay, but yeah, bye anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> change the situation. You're just making well, that's for what, yourself. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, you know, one of the things that you'd kind of asked earlier was, um, you know, how do you feel about like, look, I got no problem being the bad guy. That's what right. I get paid for. Sure. Uh, again, That's when he I, says, say hello to the bad guy. <laughs> yeah. I, um, you know, I just, I, I again, I, I think I'm a, a fairly nice guy. And I, yeah. I, again, treat everyone with respect. And and even if, if that isn't reciprocated, okay. Um, I, I don't, you know, I don't take myself down to that level. I, I yeah. you know, choose to, to, to keep it high. But, mm-hmm. you know, um, luckily in the the two three plus years whatever the facebook group has been in existence now um you know those are are very few and far between and and i would you know i would say that 
you know, 95 plus percent of my interactions with anyone from the group, whether it's just questions about the group or, hey, if I need to get involved because maybe a, a transaction's gone sideways sure. or maybe somebody's ghosting or not providing tracking right. information. I, again, I, I think it's all about how you approach a situation, whether it's, Definitely. you know, a, a positive or a negative and, and just just try to keep things calm. And, and if things are escalated, you know, de-escalate. Um, right. You know, there, there's times where people get turned up and, well, the easy thing to do is, yeah, just kind of needle them and, sure. and, and keep it going. But I mean, at the end of the day, you know, it just, uh, I, really I my always job love, is, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I always love when like, <laughs> it's almost like, you know, the teacher's announcement over the intercom where you'll have to post something like, mm-hmm. and you're tagging a person saying yeah. like, Hey, uh, you know please DM me or please come to the front office and then you can get all these people with, Oh, (laughs) and and really the, I mean, every time that I do that, it's not because I'm trying to No, it's because you tried your avenues and they're not really. Most likely it's like, I'm not Facebook friends with that person. And so my message to them may go into their spam Mm -hmm. or other messages. So they may not even see it. If, if they don't have their notification set up on the phone, they may not see it. Uh, That's all that's for is like, Hey, check your messages. Right. You get back to me. It's never like, Oh, somebody's going to the principal. (laughs) No, that's just, that's not, that's not my deal. No, I know. I just, it's a funny thing that, you know, pops up in there um before we move on we do have to get to uh one of our sponsors so here is a commercial from jpdcustoms.com following announcement has been paid for by jpd customs Have you ever wanted to expand your Hasbro roster with figures that were never made before? Well, now you can with JPD Customs. And while you're there, don't forget to check out my favorite thing, the Brett the Hitman Heart Sunglass Decals. Available in pink, mirror finish, and my favorite, the 96 black with the purple inlay. So, Billy, tell them where they need to go to pick up all these amazing items. JPD Customs. Dot com. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, no, he's uh he's been great. Um, I I hear there's uh I, I'm not gonna go far into it. I hear there's a little conversation with him, maybe uh, doing a little you know work here or there with uh you know some some talent. Um, and I I hope that comes to fruition. But uh, mm-hmm. you know he's an excellent um you know creator of different uh you know like customs. You know he does a oh, lot yeah. of Hasbro type figures and yeah. he has the the bret hart glasses decal which um people swear by especially jake yeah. Oh, and yeah. he, um, um I'm, i met him for the first time at um the toy drive he was mm-hmm. actually the first in line out of nice. anyone and he he gifted me a set of the decals and they're they're incredible and you yeah. know what a great dude what a yeah uh, you know, very nice dude yep so uh i i would expect some pretty cool things coming from him in the new year and um you know we've got uh you know some pretty cool stuff coming our way sponsorship wise as well yeah. so please just you know keep an eye out on that um yes and uh yeah anyway back to <laughs> hanging out with with david c so yeah, yeah, yeah. um so there's uh some some stuff that I wanted to ask you about and it's your involvement in, in wrestling. Like I've always, 
I've always heard your name pop up, you know, being from here, you know, in the Iowa and Nebraska area. Um, and I don't know exactly, you know, like the level of, of it, but what, like, ha- have you been involved in independent wrestling in some way? Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I actually helped start uh, 3X Wrestling, which is uh, the, the group here based in Des Moines back in 2005. Um, myself and, and a couple of the other uh, original owners just um, didn't know anything about running a wrestling company, but we we're all wrestling fans and decided that you know we wanted to bring independent wrestling to the Des Moines area. And so got that launched in 2005 and, you know, they ran essentially for 14 years before the pandemic Yeah, and obviously kind of slowed everybody down. And, you know, now we're, we're heading into 2022 and, you know, would certainly bet my bottom dollar that, you know, they, as well as a lot of the other promotions around will, you know, as long as, as they can uh, safely get back to, to running shows on a, on a more normal basis. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I've, uh, I've, you know, did that. I, I've run some spot shows here and there, uh, you know, ran some, uh, some meet and greets both, you know, here locally. And then, you know, vendored for you know, basically all of the, the major conventions, you know, WrestleCade. I've been very, very fortunate, very blessed to become really good friends with, with Brian Hawks and, and Tracy Myers, the owners of WrestleCade and AML wrestling. Um, uh, so have vendored there, um, vendored at, uh, WrestleCon and, and some of the, you know, and have just as a fan, I've traveled to, to all that stuff. So kind of know how all that stuff works and really has, has helped serve me well with, you know, my hosting duties with, with the major pods. So obviously with the live shows, there's mm-hmm. a, there's a meet and greet after. And uh, I think that, you know, my background of, of having done this at a pretty extensive level and also being to enough of these shows, you know, both from an independent perspective, from a WWE like access perspective and things like that, knowing what works and, and knowing how to balance to give the paying customer the best experience they can, but at the same time, try to keep things moving and, and making it so that, you know, Mark, Matt and Brian aren't there until six in the morning. Um, hmm. so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, uh, I've, I've been involved in, in the independent wrestling, you know, scene off and on really since, since 2004, 2005. Yeah. No, oh, that's great. Like I said, you know, I've, I've, you know, working around, you know, this area and, and, you know, we've gotten a lot, you know, PWP gets a lot of, you know, people that have, you know, from Des Moines and, um, you know, wrestle for three XW and a couple of the others. Um, yeah, like I said, you're a name that always like, always just like heard like a little rumbling or something. And, and then, you know, being, uh, you know, now part of all this with you, it's like, I've, this is a question that I've had since, we've started this podcast hmm. and I've always wanted to, you know, get your, your involvement with wrestling uh, story out there some, cause you know, it's, it's not really something that's really talked about. I, I think in the, you know, like the major community anyway. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, I think that's, I think that's super cool. And, and um, you know, I think, uh, you know, at one point you mentioned somewhere, you know, like it, I, I don't remember what it was, but anyway, you, you had mentioned <laughs> like, you know, that Rory Fox, I don't like that guy, but the guy himself, you know, I appreciate him and have shared many locker rooms with him or, or something Steven. along those, you know, lines. So, um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Like, what's it like, you know, knowing Rory from like your, you know, local scene to then like, oh, now I'm hanging out with this guy at major events. <laughs> yeah. Um, Rory is an asshole. Steve's a great guy. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's that's the magic, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, he he's a great guy. I've I've yeah. been on several shows with him. I've promoted shows with him. Um, just he's one of those guys that you know he he's been around forever mm-hmm. and is is great in the ring. Whether he's a babyface, whether he's a heel, um, can you know can do anything, can work with anyone. Um, you know, I've I've seen him work with you know national TV stars, and I've seen him work with trainees, and yeah. you know has that ability to to get the crowd involved again, whether he's a babyface, whether he's a heel, uh, knows what he's really good at and knows how to get the most out of his character. Again, depending on which side of the fence that, that he's on. And now he's, it, it was interesting when I got hooked up with, with the major pod group. And then, you know, the first time he and I had seen each other again was in Chicago at live four. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just picked, you know, we had seen each other for, you know, probably about a year, year and a half and just picked right up where we left off and was good conversation. And, um, you know, he's again, uh, Rory Fox is is someone that, you know, I've spent a lot of time with over the last 10 to 12 years and and someone that uh, he's a character. And um, anytime that that I get to, to share time with Steve is is fun. Rory. (laughs) (laughs) there you go um now you've talked a bit about uh you know working you know like these live events um and we actually had a question from Corey smale uh you know from pbr and he said uh what is the day-to-day like with brian and matt during the live shows with a big ha 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 um so you're talking about live shows Yes. The live major pod shows. So uh, typical day for me is I will, you know, get to the building, you know, usually the the shows are what, like eight o'clock start time. So usually we get to the building four, four thirty, five o'clock and really depends on the venue. If it's a venue that we know and have been to, um, usually it goes a little easier. Um, sure. sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't, but generally, you know, you get to the building and just kind of scope it out. Sometimes they've been to the building before and seen it. And sometimes it's the first time they've seen it. So they don't know where anything is and, and have to figure out what the schematics and the layout, excuse me, is. Um, but then it's just, you know, getting everything set up in terms of if, if the venue hasn't set things up, okay, we need to set up the tables and the chairs or the chairs or whatever the case may be. And really, my job during the day is making sure all of that event type stuff gets done because they've got enough to worry about with, you know, going over the show and making sure that they've got all the segments in order and, and they, they know what's going on. They, they leave the event operation stuff, if you will, to me. Um, and just a funny story. So we were in, in Boston or Saugus for Kowloon mm-hmm. and, it was I don't it was crazy day I don't remember I just I don't remember why but uh, Matt and Brian and Mark were sitting kind of in the main room off to the side and Mark was uh, probably like the audio video wasn't working and was just frazzled um, because he was trying to get that done and you know Andy from Kowloon was asking him about something and somebody asked him about like where people were going to go for the meet and greet and you could just like you could hmm. you could just see the look on his face like okay i've hit information overload 
I'm done. And you could just see like deer and headlights look like he had, like he was checked out. Yeah. And yeah. so like I walk over and, you know, I introduce myself to Andy and I said, Hey, you want, let's, let's go take a walk. Why don't you come with me? And so I, I take Andy aside and I say, you know, Hey, you know, I'm kind of the event guy. Like, here's how I foresee this going. And this is what I think we're going to do. And, Oh, okay, great. Perfect. And so yeah. get it all taken care of and, you know, come back about 20 minutes later and, you know, they got the, the audio video stuff working. So, you know, Mark's in a much better mood and, sure. and Mark comes up to me and he kind of, he puts his hand on, on my shoulder and he goes, he goes, thank you. He said, I just when, when that dude asked me about what we're doing, <laughs> from the degree, he's like, my head just exploded. Like I, <laughs> I have no idea what we're doing. That's what you're here for. Said, yep, no, that's, that's what that's I'm here awesome. for. So yeah, yeah. So no, basically, you know, my my job during the day is to to make sure that they have everything that they need, and you know, just make sure that basically we'll we'll do a run through of, right. of the show and make sure that I know what's happening. And you know, for for me, the the crazy thing is depending on the venue. I may not get to see much, if any, of the show because just of mm. how the the venue is set up. Because for sure. me, so my job is okay. We start the show, and that means I come out and say hello and say a few words, and then I, you know, in t- and pastimes have thrown it to off the hop rope or thrown it off or thrown it to the card foundation or you know sure. whoever, yeah, or yeah. just we start the show. So I introduce the guys, and they start the show, and then I'm gone because. I'm not just there, you know, checking people in at the door and yeah. then starting the show. I'm basically the showrunner. So yeah, right. all of these segments, like they're they're on a time and they're cued. And if people aren't in their places, then the show falls apart. And I'm right. I'm crazy OCD, like a perfectionist. Sure. So it's you know, luckily we haven't had flawless. any issues. Yeah, <laughs> right. we have we haven't had any issues yet. Um, but you know, basically my job is throughout the show, making sure that I'm within earshot. So I know what's going on and I have in my head, okay, this segment's probably going to go eight to 10. So then Mm. I can go tell the next person, Hey, you know, you've got essentially, basically, if I think it's 10 minutes, I tell the the next person they've got five. So that way I get them cued and ready. So that way. When that segment ends and when I hear the keyword or when I hear the music hit, boom, person's cued, they're off, wash, rinse, repeat. So, I mean, there's been 10 live shows and of the eight or I guess technically seven in person that I've been to, I've maybe seen combined like all of them. Like I've seen this much of this one and this much of this one. Oh, yeah. Um, because I'm just, I'm, you know, running around and I think that the venue that was been the craziest one was actually the, the, the place in Chicago. What was it? North bar or whatever. I'm not sure. Yeah, it was, Mayhem. it was a challenge. <laughs> well, it was, so here was the thing. So the bar itself was probably 35 feet wide okay. by 65 feet long. And they packed a hundred people. Oh, wow. plus the bar is on this wall. Oh, yeah. the stage, yeah. and they packed a hundred people in. Yeah. Well, elbows to asses in there, man. Yeah, <laughs> and everybody's everybody's hiding in the basement. Well, okay. the problem is, I have to go. Co- so, like, I start the show. I come off the stage. I have to snake through the people down oh, the stairs. Dang. And again, this building oh. is like it's ancient. Like, I mean, yeah. it, these <laughs> stairs are like you know. Like, you know, I can't, yeah, the camera's not I know what you're talking about. You know, yeah, it's, it's an old building. It's a, yeah, yeah. So 
down the stairs, grab whoever, through the basement, up the back stairs, around the building to the outside. And by the way, it's like 20 degrees outside. So freezing, (laughs) got to listen for the cue. Okay, boom, open the outside door so that person can make their entrance, close the door, back around the building, down the stairs, and do that for three hours. Wow. Wow. I think you got your cardio in that day, pal. I, I did. <laughs> At that time, you need like walkie-talkie system. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe someday. But, uh, <laughs> hey, you know and, it's and, growing. Well, and that was and that was hey, my guys, first. That might be in the budget next year. Yeah, I and mean, that was my first time. And yeah. you know, I'll, I'll never forget because that was that was the first show that I that I worked with with them, and I you know right. didn't really know what to expect. Sure, so, you know Matt had sold it. Oh, you, you know you come, you host, you say hello, and you <laughs> uh-huh. the meet and greet. Okay, well he, no. he didn't he didn't tell me he didn't about tell you all the all the details. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I get there, and you know they've got a format, and like Brian, like dead serious, like takes the format, and you know just kind of smacks me on the the chest with it. He's like. You're the showrunner. If this thing falls apart, it's on you. No pressure. And turns around and walks away. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> well, obviously, I, I didn't do too bad of a job because still back ever since. Yeah, you're yeah. still you're still still doing it, man. That's yeah. awesome. I love yeah. it. Well, let me ask you: um, out of all the live shows you've hosted, which one was your absolute favorite? Like, not necessarily the show itself, because you said you don't. You know, you didn't get to, you know, see it, but just in general, you know, which one? Uh, probably I would say Live 8, just because the, how the setup is with Jimmy's, it's mm. it's mm-hmm. pretty well set up that I can see everything. So I, I get to see pretty much the whole show and just just some of the, the guests that were there and some of the shenanigans that went on, you know, during the show, I think for me. Uh, Live Eight was probably my my favorite show to be part of, and it was probably the show that I did. Other than maybe that show in Chicago, just of how the building was laid out, but there were there were just so many moving pieces uh, as to you know things that got on that had gone on at Live Eight, and guests that we had, and and just took some real like G fourteen classified stuff to to get people in and out of the building. We'll leave it at that. But uh sure. that was probably my that was probably my favorite show. Um but I mean live ten was and now you're a gif. Yeah, there you go. There you <laughs> Everybody go. stop. Yeah. yeah. Now that yeah, it was it was it was good. You know, live ten was uh, look, they're they're all fun. And yeah. for anybody who is listening or, or is watching, you know, if, if you've never been to a, a major wrestling figure podcast live show get on the patreon get to the hard foundation tier it's 14.99 you have access to all of the previous live shows you know mm-hmm. go in and, and go back and, and watch some of these shows and and no two shows are the same you know mm-hmm. we we've had very few limited repeat guests but every show is different every show is an experience and it's just if you're a fan of of the pod you you definitely owe it to yourself yeah. to to go back and and watch some of this this nonsense, <laughs> and if you, if you can to to get to one, it's it's just it's the most fun. And oh yeah, for me, I I always love watching the vlogs because oh yeah, I'm there, and I I mean, there's a hundred other things that happen that don't get into the vlog just because sure. you know it just wasn't vlog worthy or maybe somebody wasn't filming but for me the thing that i and i've i've told the guys this the thing that i love the most about the vlogs is 
it's always fun to go back and just watch. Oh yeah. I re- okay. I remember this. And, right. and it's just, it's a reminder of how much fun this is. Right. And it, that, I mean, I get paid to go have fun with these people right. and it, it's, it's work. Don't get me wrong. Oh, it's yeah. work. But at the end of the day, I'm getting paid to go have fun right. with, you know, my, my work friends and, and friends that I've made through, through this podcast right. and the, right. the regulars that, that come to the shows, you know, La Puma and the, the Cisco's yeah. and, and you guys, I mean, it's just, it's, it's crazy. And, you know, at the, at the risk of sounding corny or, or cliche, you know, there's been a, a couple of them that, you know, I watch and I, I get a little emotional because I just, people don't understand like how, like how much fun this stuff is. Oh, and, yeah. it's, it's incredible. And I just, I, I never take for granted how incredibly blessed and lucky and fortunate that I am to get to be, you know, like 1% of this whole deal. But mm-hmm. I, I tell you what, that 1%, it's pretty damn fun. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's a big deal. Obviously, you know, we've we've started to get moved up into some of that stuff as well, you know, with hosting the after parties and yeah. you know, little little side projects here and yep. there. And it's just like to to realize the things that you get to do. Um Oh, it's it's amazing. I mean mm-hmm. I mean it it I mean just for all four of us realistically, you know, three years ago, uh we I mean, and not saying that we aren't now, but we were all just regular fans of yeah. the Major Wrestling Figure podcast. And and now it's like, you know, obviously DCA, you know, more so than us, but we all have a little piece of the Major Wrestling Figure podcast that's part of our lives that we're able to help out a little bit or kind of have, you know, an, an open communication and, yeah. and you know, kind of con- somewhat contribute a little bit, I guess, is, is you know, and it's just it's it's an amazing opportunity just to you know like i i every week i look forward to listening to the podcast you know it's it's, Mm -hmm. i mean it's just one of my favorite things to do and yeah uh, you know and it's and then i just sometimes i gotta stop and think it's like wow man how i mean how lucky am i that you know i get to hang out with my best friends and we get to like do little stuff here and there and you know talk to matt and brian and mark and you you know and 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 d freedom and do all these like little cool things it's just Mm -hmm. it's it's awesome and it's 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 yeah and you know like we talked earlier like it's it's this is this is the part where it starts to get you know sappy and emotional but yeah Yeah, you know like you know expanding into like you said the the building of friendships and being able to talk to all these just just you know people in the community and stuff and yeah uh it's it's a special place. Yeah, mm-hmm. really that's is. really, really the best way to put it. Really it. Um, so, David, speaking of moving on to bigger things, I hear you have a podcast coming up, part of the Major Pod Network. Can you tell us more about it? Yeah, um, funny story. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> so I was on vacation, beginning of November, and I was on vacation with my family. And I get a text at like two in the morning. Go figure. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't see it at two in the morning, but it, it came right. at like at one thirty two in the morning. And yep. it's like, choo, 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 choo. Like, hey, you know, this this is what we're thinking about. This and this and this. You know, what do you think? Yeah. Oh, cool. No, that. Yeah, that sounds great. And then, okay, well, you know, we'll we'll talk more kind of when we get closer to launch time, which was mm-hmm. like February. Like, okay. Yeah. No problem. I don't know what two, three, four weeks ago. I'm listening to the podcast, and at the end of the, at the, end of the pod, <laughs> hmm, Matt drops this. 
<laughs> and coming in February, we're doing this with D Freedom. We're doing this with Commissioner DCA. I was like, oh, okay. Good old Matt. <laughs> it's news to me. So I, I, I literally text. Uh, we we have a, a business group chat. I, I yeah. text the, the, the group chat. I'm like, oh, so so we're doing this, huh? He's like, yep. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. So, so yes, uh, starting, awesome. I believe, in February, uh, awesome. the, the working title. Mm-hmm. To my understanding, is the commissioner's corner. Yes, I, I don't know if that's what we've landed on, but uh, that's what it, it's was... the alliteration. Commissioner's quarter, dissecting yeah. with D Freedom. The work, Those yeah. are probably yeah. things that just yeah. came yeah. off the top of his head. And he's like, I think that might be what it is. Yeah, <laughs> look, uh, and they work. Fine. Yeah, no, absolutely. So it works. So yes, uh, starting in February, uh, I will be doing two shows a month. Uh, one show will be a rotation with Matt. Brian or Mark will mm-hmm. we'll get on and we'll take questions and we'll just talk about what's going on. And yeah. then the other show for the month, the guys, and, th- and this is great. They're, they're going to bring the guests to me. So they're going to go find whoever they think would yeah. be a good guest. So like Matt That's said, awesome. it could be Maven. It could be, you know, someone from the pod. Maybe oh, it's wow. somebody not even affiliated with the major wrestling figure podcast but yeah. someone in the wrestling business and so it's yeah. it's folks opportunities to get to come on and and talk to them and ask questions so awesome. i'm uh, i'm i'm really excited about it um yeah. apparently mm-hmm. my 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 test show my tryout was fwf which okay you know i had about four hours of of lead time <laughs> on yeah. i got a text from mark hey brian's not feeling well can, right. you, can you fill in for fwf yeah when uh tonight at seven <laughs> yeah okay, okay. Yeah. yeah i can oh, they, I they can. didn't announce it on the pod that's <laughs> no no it was, i got a text four hours early hey we right. we need to do this so yeah. yeah so so no i again i'm i'm very uh just very appreciative and very excited oh, yeah. and, and you know never never once do i take for granted the opportunities right. that you know that have been given to me and and yeah, yeah that's the thing i, I think really when you try to sit down and you try to encapsulate, you know, like what, what is all this? Like, you know, what, right. what are we doing here? Right. Sometimes people just, you know, get random DMS from people in the group, just asking questions and, and whatnot. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that I get asked the most is, well, you know, how did you, like, how did you get started with this and how did, you know, how did you find them or how they find you? And, sure. you know, we kind of talked about that, you know, through our conversation here tonight, but, yeah. you know, really, I, I think, for me, the the life lesson that I've learned from this and I think is applicable for anything is, you know, when, when you're given an opportunity, no matter what it is, whether it's, you know, in podcasting, wrestling, real life, real job, whatever the case may be, when someone gives you an opportunity, make the most of it. Absolutely. Make the most of the opportunity that you're given because you never know what it could turn into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've parlayed a one-time hosting a live show opportunity into now being the you know a facebook group moderator into the commissioner of the major wrestling figure podcast and fwf which in turn has now led to you know getting paid to to go have fun and and work hard but to have fun right right and you know getting a a, a twice a month podcast on yeah. the major pod mm-hmm. network you know for the for the hard foundation tier on patreon.com slash major WF pod. Um, yeah. <laughs> cheap plug. Um, I love it. 
but again, it's, it's all about opportunity and right. you, you just, when, when you're given those opportunities, you got to make the most of them. And even if you're given something that, that maybe isn't what you thought it was going to be, well then make it into what you want to be. And right. I'm a firm believer in that if you work hard and you treat people with respect and with kindness, it will take you as far as you will allow it to take you. And yeah. for me, I've just, I've made the most of this opportunity and yeah. I'm again, just beyond grateful. And I never take for granted the opportunity that I have because they could have easily picked somebody else. They could have right. easily picked because I know they had a lot of people that threw oh. their, their name in the hat, you know, for, for these positions that, that, you know, D freedom and I ended up getting and, you know, these sure done uh just you guys have what well, you know but you know i'm sure some of the listeners i mean you guys have no idea mm. how much work d freedom does behind the scenes oh, and and crazy. look i'm if he hears this or the guys hear this i mean if i'm being completely honest i'm very thankful that i got the gig that i did and right. he got the gig that he did. <laughs> you know they i mean he he works hard for his money oh no he he told oh, yeah. me the amount of hours he puts into this he's like a machine every single yeah. day and yeah. it's, yeah. it's it's, it's insane and he's i mean he's the best in the business and, yeah. and that's yeah. the thing is over these you know these last two years the you know the guys you know matt brian and mark they've just they've they've been able to find the right people at the right place at the right time you know you've got d freedom running the social media you've got yeah me doing the the Facebook group and doing the live event stuff. And then you've got, you know, Canic who is, you know, yeah. really came out of nowhere yeah. and came out of nowhere to become the best merch man in the business mm-hmm. amongst any wrestling company podcast. I don't care. I'll put what Canic does up against anyone. And yeah. that guy, I mean, you talk about working hard for the money. And oh yeah. Just the, oh, big time the knowledge and the experience that, that he has. I mean, he's, he's probably the person that I have made the closest relationship with just because I don't do what he does and he doesn't do what I do. But at the end of the day, I can understand what he does and he can understand what I do. And so I think that's really why we've, you know, become such good friends. Yeah, Because you're able to respect each other's, yeah and you know know, we we kind of got you know joined at the hip there uh in in vegas and Mm -hmm. it was you know it was some of the best two days that that i've ever spent and yeah it was it was great we just we had a great time and you know we you know got to spend time at the live show and got to spend time that saturday before impact and then we went to bound for glory and it was just i mean it was some of the the best times that i've spent on a wrestling trip and just Mm -hmm. getting to know him and yeah. No, you guys, you guys hung out a lot. Um, yeah. you, uh, you helped me find my wife. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did. Yeah. You lost your wife. You uh, it was just, you know, it was in, <laughs> in Vegas. Story. It was this, you know, at, at, uh, Samstown, Samstown. Thank you. You know, it's, yeah. it's just a weird kind of like circular thing. And like, you can go through like these little hallways and be in a completely different area. Mm, and like, yeah. we, got completely separated and like yeah. anyway uh david and and canic yeah. uh you know to the rest helped man. that's awesome 
get us back together again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So no, he just I I wanted to make sure that I got uh, got the plug in for him because yeah, you know, of course, absolutely. Oh, yeah. he, and, and look, the, yeah, the the, the guy such a sweetheart too. I mean, oh he's man, one of the nicest guys. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I I think I put something in the group. You know, I. You know, he he's the person that when when I have to go do this kind of stuff, like yeah. he's the person that I always look forward to the most sure. to, to see oh, yeah. him to spending yeah. time with just because he's he's just he's that good of a human being. Oh, yeah. And, you know, he's he's become one of my one of my very best friends. And yeah. I just I, I always look forward to to the time that I get to spend. Definitely. Absolutely. You shouldn't go to bed early though, because then you miss Joe's shoes giving him a power bomb in a hotel room somewhere <laughs> in Wisconsin yeah. to, teach, to teach me how to do it. <laughs> well, I uh, yeah, I, I did miss out on that. But however, in in Vegas, I did oh, get to see him go down to the roulette table and watched uh, him and Carl Anderson lose money. So oh. that is, uh, <laughs> nice. That, that was uh, that was an experience. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. And you get to share a card with him and uh, just yeah. Yeah. In, incredible. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, that's that's awesome. I, I, I I'm glad that you that you brought him up and we got to talk so yes. much about him, especially like, yeah. you know, not not just him, but like I, I do love seeing like odd relationship type things happen you know like like jake said earlier you know the us and so many people in the group you know it never would have happened and i like watching from afar yeah yeah Yeah. um i like watching those kind of things happen from afar and right. and just seeing you know like the the relationship that you and canik have built is just like ah, you know what like that's cool i just i always love seeing that kind of stuff yeah and and I'm, you know, I'm really looking forward to to your podcast, um, you know, on the Major Pod Network. I'm I'm moving furniture all day at work, and I always, uh, you know, look forward to hearing something new while I'm working, and it it helps me get through the day. And and I can't wait to hear, you know, your um your interviews with guests and everything. I'm really looking forward to it. Oh, thanks, buddy. I appreciate mm-hmm. it. Yeah, we'll. Uh... We'll have a little business meeting, you know, probably in the next month or so and just kind of finalize, you know, with the, the format and what we're looking for and, and frequency and things like that. But, yeah, I'm I'm really excited about it and I'm uh, I'm ready to get to work. Right. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, well, we have to move on to fan questions. You are welcome to hang out for them and answer mm-hmm. along or. Sure. OK. Yeah. Um. So every week a few today yeah it is posted in the major wrestling figure podcast patreon group um you know we uh we are not the guys we do not give away eight by tens so we (laughs) give away four by sixes because we are the cheapest free podcast (laughs) so uh billy don't forget to play that four by six music baby no i i've i kind (laughs) of forgot last week yeah we're gonna drop it right now it's four by six time. There's some hoes in this house. There's some hoes in this house. There's some hoes in this house. Ask your MWO. Push of the week. Win a four by six. Time by Hunter, Billy, and Jerk. Major World Order. All right. So, four by sixes given out to uh, some people that we answer their questions. And thank you for listening and contributing. Uh, Andrew posted this week 
And uh, like you said, there's some great questions. So um, uh, there's a there's a couple there's that a, popped a couple up new during ones that just the came in. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> oh really? Clary, yeah. I am not reading your questions. Yeah. Holy shit, dude. <laughs> that one's crazy, but I love it. <laughs> I'm not I'm not asking that. Before. Good thing I don't even know who some of those people are. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm gonna go with Holly Gennaro. But anyway. All right. <laughs> which which one? Never. Just um, forget it. Forget it. Just I'm re- nope. I'm ready. If or yeah, go ahead. Ready. Okay. Um, I'm picking Chris DiGiovanni's uh, question. I've picked him quite a lot, but I don't think I picked him for my my new four by six. We have so. new four by sixes. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so his question is: Which major pod event did you miss that you wish you would have went to? Um. So I'm actually gonna say live four. Uh, live four was uh, the first event that I ever went to. Was you know not counting five because I was digital on YouTube. Uh, my first event I've ever went to was live six. So um, live four, um, I you know when I was first starting to watch the YouTube videos, that was one of the first things I ever watched, and it just looked like so much fun and. The theme, you know, being Chicago Bulls themed and uh, Raven was there as one of the guests and and seeing, um, what was it, Matt pop for for Maven. Um, ju- it just looked like just such a fun, um, a fun time. And it was at the was at the event that uh, Joe Vin got engaged at. Was it live? No, that was, the New, that was the, that was New York. OK, so I, I couldn't remember. That was where Miz showed up, though. Right. Live four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. So like three also. That, oh no, you're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that you know that oh, would yeah, have been yeah. so much fun um, yeah. to see. But uh, I think yeah. so far would have rather went to three. It sounds like. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all of them. I would have. You know, the ones I missed, yeah, I would have yeah, went yeah. to. But four, <laughs> um, you know, four just looked like an incredible time. I sure. I watch so many of their videos. They all blend together sometimes. You know, oh, yeah, they yeah. go to so many things and they do yeah. so much stuff. I I love right. it. Hell yeah. Yeah, for me, I, 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 I almost, I think I'm just gonna go with eight, just because you know I had been to six and seven, uh, you know, and I was like that close to going to eight, but just with the way everything worked out with me moving, it, it wasn't able to happen. And then I just saw you guys had such a good time, and I was like, I was regretting it the whole time. So I, you know, I think that one, that that one kind of sucked. And then of course, you know, nine and ten too, you know, those, those are both kind of damn, you know. But uh, I think eight for me would have been the the one that I wish I would have go to. Yeah, uh, this is really easy for me, and, and oddly enough, so I got my my gift for ordering uh, Smart Mark's first AEW shirt, and the gift that I got was nice. oh wow, you got the six. pin for Live Six, yeah, and that is the one that I wish that I was at. Um, that uh, that one seemed like a turning point. Oh yeah, in live events um and just the relationships that were formed and again watching watching from afar in the group and watching you know uh la puma or justin summers or you know people going live in the group and like just hanging out and you know jake like this was you know (laughs) when we were the major world order privately we haven't started we hadn't started a podcast or anything and you calling me and you know just getting to you know see people and talk to people and and it just seemed like such a special event yeah we um, had uh we had summer's trunk 
Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Instead of Homer's right. truck. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> so, uh, that, Indiana, man. What the hell happened yeah, to him? Yeah, he, yeah. he brought me a yeah. bunch of Broken Skull IPAs and, uh, in the parking lot, man. We were... <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a crazy night. yeah. Um, then he drove but, home to Indiana from Baltimore. Yeah. Wow. Oh my God. But now that that was the big yeah. one for me. Yeah, it was so, uh, uh, not good. But David, I know obviously you've been part of most of them, so it's got to be one of those early ones, I suppose. Yeah, I missed uh, I missed live two and three. So of the of the two, I would say uh, live three. Okay. Uh, so you were at live one. I was okay, yeah, that nice, was a, and that was, that was that was just as Airlines. a fan. Yeah. Yep, yeah. Okay. I um, I had I had made contact with the guys, like especially with with Matt, and that was after the the green card Hasbro's, and yes. I uh, I remember I messaged him like, "Hey, I I bought my ticket today. I'm coming to the live show." He's like, "No, you're not." I'm like, "No, I'm I'm coming." He's like, "No, no, no." And so I literally had to screenshot him like my receipt, <laughs> my ticket yeah. receipt, and like. No, bro. I, I bought a ticket. I'm coming. Like, You're insane. Like, well, okay. yeah. So that was the first time I met Brian, and yeah. I didn't I didn't meet Mark because uh, okay. he was busy running around doing stuff. But yeah, I I met Matt when he was Zach Ryder at a signing like you know yeah. several years ago. But that was that was really the first time you know since the the pod started yeah. that I had met Brian and Matt like face to face. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um. Let's see what. I'm this one comes. So. This one comes from uh, Matt Carr. <laughs> Sorry, what? No, I was. I was saying I was ready, but go ahead. Oh, my you're bad. good. You didn't pick the one I'm, I picked, so we're, <laughs> okay. we're good. Thank yeah, God. this this comes from <laughs> Matt Carr. Um, to stick with the uh, the theme of of the time of year. What's the best Christmas movie with a wrestler? Uh, mm. Santa sleigh, jingle all the way. Santa's, Santa with muscles, or something else? I think I think the go to for everyone is probably jingle all the way. Yeah. I'm gonna go with Jingle All the Way too. Oh, have you even seen it? I didn't even know it existed. Oh man, that's right. It's starring Larry the Cable Guy oh. and Santino <laughs> Morella. Oh my god! <laughs> Wait a minute. I think I saw. Does he live in a trailer? Yes, I saw it. Oh my god, I did see that. Yeah, wow, what a shock! A Larry the yeah. Cable Guy movie where he lives in a trailer. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, um, he's got like a daughter. He's trying to get. Yes, he has a yeah, daughter, yeah, yeah. and it's okay, a split family, and he yeah, there's this hot that. new item, and it's it's a bear, and um, come on, it's turbo bear, boring. turbo bear. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? Like, look, I'm gonna put this out there. I like Jingle All the Way, but it ain't really that good. Let's be let's be honest. It's a fun movie, but it ain't that good. You know, so like, um, same thing. You know, part two. Not anything great, but it's a sweet little story. There's nothing wrong with it, you know. So, um, anyway, hard time thinking of a. So here, here are there's Santa with muscles with Hulk Hogan, Hogan, Santa Slay with with Bill Goldberg, Um, the Christmas Bounty with The Miz, Santa's Little Helper with The Miz and Paige. Um, I haven't seen any of those movies, so I'm going Jingle. <laughs> All right. Yeah, me me three. <laughs> All right, David. Yeah, we'll just we'll we'll call it a consensus. <laughs> so far away, jingle all the way. I have the caveat of being dumb and jingle putting in part two. two. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. So my question comes from Nicholas Nicholas Christian. Where would you Good love question. to see a future live event 
and what kind of theme would you want? So was, for me, I've been thinking about this all day, to be honest with you. <laughs> so for me, um, it used to be Florida because I always wanted to do it down here. But now that it's happening, uh, I actually going to go back to my old stomping grounds in Cleveland. Uh, I, w- I would like a, a live show in Cleveland, and but I would like it to be around Halloween because I think it would be really cool to have a costume party where all the major marks could dress up, you know, you know, you could have Batman, you could have, you know, wrestling characters, Ninja Turtles, Power Rangers, all kinds of cool. So I think, I think some of the major marks would have some great costumes yeah. and there could be a contest for, you know, who has the best costume. So uh, I, I think that'd be really cool. And, uh, you know, you could do a lot of, um, a lot of neat stuff. You know, you could have, uh, you know, maybe like some, some, uh, Halloween type, uh, wrestlers do an appearance like i know this is a little crazy but like you know sting darby allen you know something you know boogeyman. like papa shango Boogie, boogeyman papa yeah. shango yeah, papa Sh- oh yeah 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 hell yeah that's Ooh, a great hero yeah, there's so yeah. many there, there's cool a lot options. yeah yeah bray wyatt yeah, so yeah i think that'd be that'd be really cool what, what do you guys think um for me so like i said i've been thinking about this all day um uh, you know they've they've kind of covered a lot of the bases but um i'm gonna say just because i live in connecticut i want to say have it in connecticut and have a have it in stanford which is where titan towers is and Mm kind of have like a you know you could do like a stomp invades titan towers kind of thing um I think that would be a really cool, cool you idea. Rent a tank, uh, dude. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They would, they would probably do it like a DX, you know, you know type of thing. And, and it, exactly, the real hunter would come out. You guys gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, I guess the theme would be, you know, Stomp DX invades right. Titan Tower. Um, I think that would be a really cool idea, and I wouldn't have to travel very far. That's true. <laughs> Um, for me, I think it probably lines up in a similar fashion as, as David, maybe. Um, but, uh, you know, being right smack dab in the middle of the country, you know, we have, you know, the, the West coasters who don't always want to come to the East coast and the East coasters who definitely didn't want to go to the West coast. You don't have to do that. You can all just right, the right there, right in the middle. <laughs> yeah. Where, where and, that connection flight is, it's, it's right there. It's right there. And, um, <laughs> You know, so I'm going to go with the, you know, the Omaha area um, because it's where I live. But, um, you know, again, like there's an there's an airport right there and an amazing venue that they have. Do they have a Starbucks? Absolutely. (laughs) All right. And yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So anyway, um, that's that's what I would pick. Um, And then, yeah, theme. Gosh, I, I don't know. Um, you know what, uh, because, because this area is like rich with wrestling history, because like, um, you know, like the, the AWA and stuff was like Minnesota area. And a lot of them, uh, you know, traveled down to Omaha and stuff. Like, I think it would be fun to do kind of what, um, impact just did with the throwback deal where, you know, it was, um, very old school type, um, where it kind of like focuses on like. You know, the old, you know, that yeah. like that old school, you know, wrestler, you know, late thing. 70s, early 80s. Yeah, yeah, kind of yeah yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I don't know. Oh, I man. think that'd be kind of fun. I would love to dress up like that. See, there you go. <laughs> you have a blue crushed velvet suit, like some <laughs> sweet glasses, a nice like little little afro on the top. 
looking good, <laughs> little stash, you know, just oh, what's up? <laughs> David? Yeah, I um I cannot confirm or deny that I haven't already had multiple conversations kind of along the line what Billy's talked about. So Ooh. I don't I cannot confirm or deny. Um yeah, for me, selfishly, I, I think something in the Midwest would sure. would do well. I mean mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. we, we've done Chicago and Oshkosh for crying out loud. I mean, yeah. Was, oh, yeah. I mean, and they were we great. Were all at yeah. Oshkosh and oh man, it was, that was the, so and, and that's that, the thing yeah. like Chicago, obviously it's a big, it's a big place, sure. but like Oshkosh really surprised people. And I really think like oh, Omaha yeah. or Des Moines would also like, you know, you it's hear surprised. that and you're like, what, 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 what does that have yeah. to offer? Like people don't realize yeah. that like, we're actually like pretty good sized cities. We're, yeah. we're, no different than like a Chicago or, or, you know, Florida or New York or whatever, just on a smaller scale and not as much like nature scenery, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, it would be another one of those things where people would be very surprised. Um, yeah. just like with Oshkosh. Sure. Yeah. So selfishly, I would say, you know, the, the Midwest, um, you know, yeah, as far as the theme, I, I definitely think something, you know, throwback, you you had the AWA was here, uh, but then you also had, you know, the NWA, they had central states was mm. was one of the big territories. Right. You know, Iowa was kind of the dividing line between uh, the AWA and the NWA. Mm-hmm. And they kind of both, you know, came into different parts of the state here and, and even into Nebraska also. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, I, I definitely think something like that would be cool. Uh, you know, for me personally, I'm, I'm actually, I'm really excited to see what live, whatever it's going to be 13, 13 in, in, in Dallas. Dallas. Yep. I'm really, I'm excited to see what that, what that's going to be like, because it's, it's WrestleMania weekend. You mm. basically have anyone who's been in the wrestling business over the last 40 years is going to be in town. Right. You oh, never wow. know who's going to show up. And yeah. I think that it's going to be just insane. And, and, you know, we didn't get to have um, a WrestleMania show because of COVID, you know, in 2020 right. and schedules didn't align this year, but next year, by God, we're doing a live show WrestleMania weekend. And uh, I, I think if, if you're ever on the fence about trying to get to one of these, I, I definitely think Dallas is, is going to be a destination and I have no idea who any of the people are that are booked. But I'm sure it's going to be big. It's a mistake yeah, show. I'm planning on going. So I, my first time in Texas, and then Russell Cates that weekend too. Russell Con. Russell Con. I'm sorry. Yep. Yep. That's all right. Russell Con. Yeah. No, oh. dude. <laughs> Can't wait. Uh, you've never been to a WrestleMania weekend, David? Have you? You've gone. Yeah, you've been to WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Um, have I've, you... been, I've been to the dance, Billy. Yes. <laughs> um, no, I've been to the dance. <laughs> Oh my gosh! How yes. what another just incredible part of Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah. Um. But no. Um. Have you taken part in like going to a lot of like the indie feds and stuff? Like that's a whole experience in of of itself, and that's kind of what this would be. Yeah. Um. Is- yeah. No. I've yeah. I've I've done the WrestleMania thing seven eight times. And oh wow! I've done, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, I've been very, very fortunate. I've been to, to several WrestleManias. Uh, I think the the last one in Orlando was that 33? Yes. Um, was the one that I did the Four. most. Yeah, 34 is New Orleans, so 33. Okay. Um, 33 is the one that I did the most kind of 
independent non WWE things. Like I went to a wrestle pro show, mm-hmm. uh, you know, went to a lot of the WrestleCon stuff. So yeah, if you're just, if you're a wrestling fan, um, WrestleMania weekend is, is great because if you're a WWE fan, obviously yeah, you have everything, you know, you could ever want. But if you're a fan of independent wrestling, if you're a fan of some of the other, promotions you know there may not be actual shows but there will be independent super shows where you can see and meet pretty much everyone who's in like i said been in the business for the last 40 years yeah it's it's an incredible time like you can go to wrestlemania weekend not go to one wwe event and still have way too much stuff to do um so anyway anyway like the, the point is you know you go uh you go there to Dallas for for you know major pod weekend you know live 13 um there's so many other amazing things to do if you were to uh take advantage of the weekend so so here here's the big question Husfar are are you going on the Jericho cruise um so it's kind of like I really want to go um it's it's the only factor I'm that's afraid kinda, of water no I'm not afraid of water I could swim uh <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that I'm trying to figure out that would be the deciding factor for me would be um, getting the time off of work because yeah. I would um, need like pretty much a week yeah. off. I'm going to I'm going to see what I can do, but it, it might be the 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 streak ender for me <laughs> for right now. But but I will be going, you know, I'm playing for Dallas after. So, mm-hmm. um, so, you know, if you if you want to kind of you know, sweep that one under the rug and, and not count it, but <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I'm, I'm not going. So. I, I was, yeah. I was going to ask, I, if I'm just curious how much of a different um, type of live event that will be for them because no clue. I well, yeah. right. You know, um, just, just because like, yeah, yeah it's gonna be a shit show. <laughs> no, 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 not like that. I mean, I know. I'm kidding. No, no. It's just it's one of those things where you know your your guests are limited to who's on the ship. Sure. So mm-hmm. it's not yes. like a traditional live show where we can Correct. fly somebody in or somebody can drive in. You know, geographic. No, it's and to as far as point, like it, it's a week commitment. It's not one of those things. Oh, I'll pop in for a day or two. No, right. it's it's a week. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, really, yeah. Their their guests are basically who's ever on the cruise. So um, yeah. And I, I don't know if there's going to be footage of it or not. Uh, again, I'm not going, so I yeah. don't have to worry about any of it. Sure. Right. And and like they said on the on the pod, you know, they because they're at sea, they can't sell merch, you know, the same way, and yep. you know, so it's going to be definitely a different yeah. kind of experience. There, it would be cool. Be, no, be my first cruise. You know, hats. So you never know. They could probably do hats. No, no, no. You know? no, they, no he said Matt. Said oh no. Oh wow. Okay. Oh wow. So it kind of makes me happy in a sense because <laughs> it's like, okay. Well, no, the the problem is that I I figured you weren't gonna go, so I was like, who's gonna buy my hat for me? You know? Because like it I, I have to have the hat. So but now they're not making one for us. So no, I, I was I was thinking that if anything, maybe they would do like, hey, here's like a merch like, on like, the side. Yeah. Um, right, right, right. Yeah. To commemorate, but yeah, right. who knows? We'll see. You never know. But um, you never know where Husfar will end up next. <laughs> <laughs> At the bottom of the ocean. Oh what? boy. Um anyway, I think uh I think that concludes um yes. our time here today, tonight, whatever. Um so yeah, no, thank you for being here and giving us your time yeah, and absolutely. Uh, again thank you just so much. 
just like anyone else, you know, providing just excellent stories and, and a look into, uh, you know, your life and, and your connections with, with all of this. I had a blast. Oh, thank you. No, it was, uh, it was my pleasure. I appreciate you guys having me on, uh, couple of quick plugs again follow me on yeah. twitter and instagram at david c anderson a-n-d-e-r-s-e-n make sure you follow me uh patreon.com slash major wf pod my commissioner's corner podcast at the hard foundation tier will start sometime in february when the whole relaunch of the patreon happens so if you're not a patreon member or if you're not a hard foundation patreon member you've got time get that subscription in and uh definitely love to have you join us for commissioner's corner hell yeah yeah that's great Absolutely. all right well there's one last thing to do play my jolly music <laughs> i got galoob a uh, hasbro dusty i got the merch that drives the marks while the ring worn gear they want to wear it h-a-r-d just like Blue Chew, I'm just a major mark. Major mark! I'm not a toy boy. Toy boy! I'm just a major mark. Major mark! I'm not a toy boy. Toy boy! Claim all the figs. Claim all the merch. Like Super Gabby. You already know the Michael Jordan and Scotty Pippen. With Phil Jackson Always scratching that itch I'm just a major mark Major mark I'm not a toy boy Toy boy I'm just a major mark Major mark I'm not a toy boy Toy boy Hey all you major marks Claim all that merchandise 